This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I don't know if you saw that shit on the floor, but it was badass. I, was, I had the right rear quarter panel in the door in the left front, in the wall, in the left front in the door of that 78. That's why you feel it was fun. <laughs> you're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. Um... Post Darlington recap, whatever you want to call it. We had a pretty eventful weekend, to be honest with you. We um, showed up, and uh, off the truck, we were not good at all. The car was driving real poorly, and the guys were, you know, a little stumped as to what the problem was or how to fix it. So we went through a lot of changes. And uh, nothing was really doing what we wanted. We made some pretty big changes, and they weren't improving the problems. We had four hours of practice, which is really plenty to be able to figure it out. But basically, we hit. You know, we tried something in the second practice that helped the car a lot, but we ran out of time to be able to kind of fine tune that because we had to get some qualifying runs in which I don't know that that was a big deal because we qualified so badly. But anyway, we, you know, we, we did see what we needed to fix, and it would have been good to be able to get a little more time on that particular part to fine-tune it some more and get the car even closer. So uh, anyhow, we ran a qualifying run, and we were about a 15th place car in qualifying, which has been about our average this year. So... You know, the night before qualifying, we made a lot of conversation about uh, how to improve the car, what changes I think would be good, and, and some things that Greg was thinking about. So uh, before qualifying, we made a lot of changes to the car. We did uh, did a lot of different things and changed a lot of stuff on the front end. So when we went out to qualify, the car handled really, really good, but we were all over the splitter through turn two and you need to be in the throttle through turn two pretty hard and I had to lift because the car got on the racetrack that you know the cars bottoming out on the track and sliding and pushing across the racetrack so that killed all our speed and cost us several you know at least a tenth and a half two tenths and that, you know we would have been able to advance into the next round and probably qualified somewhere around 15th but Instead, we had to settle for 26, which was really disappointing. For whatever reason, that really bothered the hell out of me. Took me about a, I had to just took me about an hour to get over that crap. But <laughs> I mean, I was pretty down. But I, I pulled my together and went over to the hauler and sat in the hauler with Greg and the engineers for the rest of the day till it closed at six o'clock. And we talked about all the things that we thought went wrong in qualifying and we talked about the changes we thought we needed to make for the race and we started to um you know really come up with a pretty good plan and once we implemented that plan i felt pretty confident really in the how the car was going to handle when the race started uh once we got going in the race we weren't awful you know we weren't as good as we wanted to be but the car was manageable you know, we had a long night to be able to work and tune on it. So we started uh, going in certain directions and working on things that had worked last year. Uh, you basically look over the notes from the year before and kind of find out what worked 
between a very small list of changes, you can put wedge in the car, you can move the track bar, you can do some air pressure. That's really kind of what you're limited to. And the wedge and track bar kind of work hand in hand. So what we saw last year was the car wanted the track bar up with wedge in it. And that seemed to help the car, make the car more competitive each time we did that. And there were some air pressure changes that I liked from the year before as well. Even though it's a different aero package, you still see a trend and you want to kind of follow that trend. So that's that's what we ended up doing in the race. And that seemed to be a good direction for us. And any time we went away from that, we get, it hurt us. And uh, we, we improved the car just a little bit early in the race. And we've seen... We saw this in the notes, the track takes a huge swing to the loose side around lap 150 to 250. And we we didn't stay on top of that. And we really struggled through the middle part of the race with a very, very loose car and lost a lot of track position and things were going south for us. But we made some adjustments, got the car driving better. And the last 100 laps, I was really, really happy especially the last 60 laps and we got some good track position and uh, Greg did some you know made some good choices on when to stay out and when to come get tires and it allowed us to kind of recoup some of that stuff we lost um, in the middle part of the race you know I think by the end of the race we were as competitive as uh, maybe the fifth place car that's still you know obviously not where we want to be but to have you know, seeing where we were when we come off the trailer, we made some major gains. And one of the problems in this sport is it's so competitive that rarely do you really get that big of a gain throughout the weekend. Once you show up at the racetrack, it's it's really, you know, really hard to make significant improvements in the car. You'll find a little speed here and there, but it's pretty cool how they how how far they came throughout the weekend. So I was glad for that. Some of the most memorable races that I have are races that aren't really statistically memorable. You know, the races where, uh, there, you know, there was a race at Martinsville where we lost a front fender and I think we finished fifth or sixth. But I, the, I remember that race as vividly as I remember the win at Martinsville. You know, some of the races where you overcome these big obstacles, you may not win. Hell, you might finish eighth like we did this weekend, but you'll remember the effort and the you know, how hard the guys worked and how much fun you had really in turning things around or getting things better and improving things and how good and enjoyable the car was at the end of the event. You know, I think uh, had we had a little more time, hell, who knows what would have happened. We could have got some track position and got ourselves a top five there, but we were gaining on it. We know as a company, I mean, it's it's we know we see the obvious. We see we got to improve and get more speed. Uh, we, we as a whole group... Uh, since that and I you know that's better to me than seeing one guy uh, way out front and a couple of us struggling and not understanding why so it's a lot easier I think as a group to to gain and learn and find than it is to try to you know find out how to make you know somebody else's setup work for you because every driver is different everybody every driver wants something different so I'm real confident that our company's going to be able to find what they want and what they're looking for. They always have. they got a lot of great people over there that are going to figure out exactly what that little bit we're missing is. So I uh, enjoyed the hell out of the race, and um, 
you know, looks like Junior Motorsports on Saturday showed a little more potential. We, we've had some awesome runs on the road courses. I think we're the best company on the road courses this year as a, as a whole. Got some super speed there. But everywhere else, you know, we haven't been quite as good as we were last year. But this past weekend, every time you put Kevin Harvick in the car, you can expect to run for the win. But I, you know, so I was happy about that. But I think we also saw in the in the speed and the lap times that I watched throughout the race some some potential gains in the seven car and the nine car. Uh, the nine's been struggling, and I really expected that combination to uh, do some great things this year. And they still they still might. They're still in the middle of this championship battle. Um, both teams are, in my opinion. So it could turn around for for those guys on any weekend. So I'm happy, uh, happy to see some, some movement and some improvement. And I think that, uh, you know, you hear it all the time, but these guys on the junior motorsport side and the HMS side are working their guts out. So I was proud of my team this weekend. It was tough physically for those road guys. All those guys in the garage were, you should have seen the garage on uh, Friday. There was guys on the 48 car in the floor of the hauler at the end of the day dehydrated suffering from dehydration it was just uh, a really hard day four hours of practice in that you know 90 degree heat humidity in the garage everybody's in there on top of each other no air moving you bring you know you got hot ass cars coming in and out of there heat radiating off the race cars all around you and you're on top of them trying to work on them so just a really really hard weekend for the road guys and they did a great job, stuck it out, and stayed with it, and got the car a reasonable finish, and uh, had a happy driver at the end. So that was pretty cool. Hope you guys had a good weekend and enjoyed the the race. I thought it was great with the throwback schemes. The low downforce package seems to be uh, showing a lot of you know great things, uh, showing some good racing. I think the fans are really enjoying it. Anytime the drivers get out and they're that happy and excited about what they just did and how much fun they just had and how challenged they were, I think the fans really like that. I think that fans want to see the drivers challenged. I think the fans want to see uh, it be difficult, you know, and it really is with the slow down force. You're really driving that car for all it's worth. And it's fun. You know, it's fun or it's harder, but it's funner. So... Hopefully it'll be like that at a lot of other tracks, and I'm sure we're going to see this package more next year. And I hope that the, you know, the throwback idea at Darlington is going to stick. I'm pretty sure it will. After this weekend, there was a lot of teams that went the extra mile. Larson and his guys, the the three group, uh, the Petty group did an awesome job. The Wood Brothers, they look great. I think we're going to see this every year. At least I hope that the that the teams come back harder next year. I know we, we've got to step our game up to compete with some of these guys on the throwback <laughs> schemes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully this is something that is a bit more of a tradition over the years for Darlington. So, All right, we'll see you guys in Richmond. Looking forward to that. And uh, y'all enjoy the download. Appreciate Dale Jr. With TJ and with Mike and with Amanda, I'm Taylor. We welcome you back to the Dale Jr. Download Presented by a Spy. Guys, uh, before we go any further and give our thoughts on Dale Jr.'s race, I want to piggyback off of what he said. I, As a fan, a lifelong fan of the sport, what we saw in Darlington on Sunday night 
was, I think, why all of us became fans. The history, the tradition of the sport was so celebrated on Sunday night, and I think all of us felt connected to it. And I really hope they continue to do that, not only at Darlington, but more often to see Ken Squire and Ned Jarrett on television. I, I mean, I got goosebumps when I saw them on television. And by the way, they still got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they still got it, and and no no disrespect to, to Dale Jarrett, he was great to see him too. But to have uh, Ken Squire and Ned Jarrett there on the broadcast, I love the way that they weave them into the telecast with uh with Rick and with Latarte and with Jeff. That was really cool. It was amazing. It was I, I get chills thinking about it now when they did that. It was such a pleasant surprise. NBC said that they were going to, you know, uh, bring their game. They were really going to take this throwback idea. But I thought that that was just going to be them and their costumes. I'm sorry, not costumes. But, <laughs> you know, their, their wardrobes. And, you know, Stevie did it nice. Jeff Burton did. But, you know, when, when Ken Squire took hmm. over and Ned Jarrett, oh, it just throws you back in the most literal, literal term, throws you back to, you know, teenage Mike Davis listening to those guys and – uh Oh, man, it was so nice. And the way Ken Squire does it, it is, he is so unique. He's the, the man. He's so geographical, you know, and it's like that number 78 from Colorado, that team from Colorado, that driver from Iowa. And that, and I just – I love it. I love it. I, I didn't want it to end. I didn't either. T, by the way, costumes. Uh, TJ's Valvoline costume was pretty cool, I thought. And uh, Dale Jr. periscoping and that was tweeting, good. showing yeah, uh, showing funny, TJ's huh? uh, Valvoline costume, I thought was really cool. I, just I, for the record, I enjoyed that. TJ, did you watch the Periscope Taylor? I did. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. I clearly, clearly, yeah, that's I, not a surprise to us. There was a ten minute battle of yeah. like, I don't want to do it. No, Why? What's wrong I, I don't with know, you? man. I was just relaxing. I didn't want. I didn't even have that my race stuff on. I was just in a t shirt there and stuff, hanging out. I was it's trying to support out. you, by the way. We were at the beach. Did you call my me wife Lloyd yelled, Christmas? Was my that, wife <laughs> yelled at me for looking at you on Periscope because we were supposed to be, you know, family time at the beach. And I said, my boy TJ's on Periscope. <laughs> Junior's making fun of him on Periscope. I got to see this. Yeah, it was cool. We kind of <laughs> – we were having Tyler get questions from Twitter and it ended up being better just reading the screen, you know, and – uh it just ended up being better and more authentic, I guess, kind of, you know, as people – It's it was funny. Some people were I was watching. Things. I was watching Mike Davis in Wrigley Field. I was watching you <laughs> in the hauler. Uh, it was – I'm, I'm I trying. I saw pictures of you on TV, man. Yeah. I, what a weekend yeah. for you, Taylor. Yeah. It was fun there in, in Greenville, North Carolina, watching the Pirates. Yeah. On Saturday night in the Towson Tigers. So that was, that was cool. On the Ocho, as we call it, ESPN3. <laughs> But, uh, no, it was it was a fun weekend. Guys, there's three things I want to address, and then you guys have the floor. I want to get this off my chest because I've been thinking about this now since, uh, since we watched the race on Sunday. And, really, I've been thinking about this since Friday or Saturday because I know there are a lot of people, self-included, that are frustrated right now, frustrated with the way things have gone in the last two months for Dale Jr., for the 88, and maybe in, in a large, larger part for Hendrick Motorsports. I think you have to have three things to win a championship. You have to have a hundred, but I think you have to have three really big things to win a championship. Number one is you have to have speed, and I am really concerned about that. I'll be honest. And maybe TJ or Mike or somebody else, Amanda, maybe somebody can can help me with those concerns, but I'm really concerned about the speed or lack thereof in the car in the last couple of months, not just with Junior, but at Hendrick Motorsports. Number two, I think you have to have wins. When in the chase in order to win a championship. Kevin Harvick 
correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, I think he had three in the chase last year. He had five overall, but regardless, you have to have wins in the chase in order to win a championship. I know Ryan Newman came close without it. Junior in this system would have won it two years ago without it, but I think you have to have wins in order to win a championship. And clearly that's going to have to happen for this team, and I have some confidence about that. Now, the third thing you have to have, which I have a lot of confidence in, is you have to make something out of nothing. And at Bristol Motor Speedway, that entire 88 team made something out of nothing and had a respectable finish. And in Darlington, as you heard Dale Jr. go through and describe so well all the issues that they had the beginning of the week through the middle part of the race, they made something out of nothing. They continued to give maximum effort, improved the car, the quality of the car, and came up with an eighth-place finish. And you have to have that to win a championship. So, Mike, TJ, there are some things that this team has right now, but I'm concerned about some of the things it doesn't, namely speed. I agree with you for the most part, but I don't – I don't think wins are as high on my list. Looking at Ryan Newman last year and looking at how many different winners there are this year, there's not a lot of different winners. There's not as many. We've had a lot of, you know, repeat winners, I think. I mean, I w- like Jimmy has four. We don't have a ton of different guys winning races. I think speed is absolutely – you got to be fast. I mean, I would go with speed, momentum, and uh, a little bit of luck. Then I would put the wins. Wins would be fourth on my list. I would add, uh, I, I, I like your list there, t- uh, Taylor. Um, speed is definitely number one. And I think once you have speed, then the wins will come. I mm-hmm. agree with you, TJ. I, I, I think it helps you win a championship. It's Absolutely. not yeah. imperative to win a championship, yeah. as Newman did. I, I do like the perseverance that they've showed. They were out to lunch on Friday. Let's just be real. I mean, they, they, they were out to lunch. And to have Dell Jr. spending time in a hauler that long – Trying to find answers tells you a lot about uh, the way they were just. Uh, I think they were just they were stumped. I think is the word he said, and that's troubling. Up into the part where they somehow find answers, they go pouring back through the notes and finding trends. Clearly, Hendricks down on speed. Yeah. And Junior Motorsports has been too, and so when he talks about Junior Motorsports seeing something there this weekend, I think you can sort of apply it to the whole to the whole program uh, with Hendrick and Junior uh, Junior Motorsports. And that's it. If you find these little things where it looks like, hey, there's some promise there, you don't get these things back overnight. You don't get them back in one week. No. You just no. need to see something turn around. I think yeah. that if, if for him to notice that and for them to be able to come back and fight up uh, to an eighth-place finish, it wasn't something that was – I won't even call it fun. It wasn't fun to watch that race if you're an 88 fan. Not for two and a half hours. Well, with the exception of the Ken Squire part. But, (laughs) you know what? you got to have that perseverance. Let me add one more, Taylor, to your list. I think the pit crew's got to come up and uh, and really yeah. show out during the chase. I yeah. mean, yeah. like 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 uh, we can't have vibrations. We've been we've we, been we, working on that stuff. Too, and, yeah, so. and we can't ha- like I don't even think mediocre stops. I don't even think average stops will cut it. You're going to have to have stops that you gain track position in the pits because yeah. it's so hard to pass in the chase. If you're going to win a championship. You just can't yeah. put Dale in a hole. No, you can't. No. And that's and, and that is def, that was definitely in the honorable mentions of of my list. But uh, I I really do uh, think that you have to be able to come up with a good finish when you don't have a car that's capable of winning the race. You have to find a way to continue to gain on it and gr- get a great finish. If I'm Hendrick Motorsports, 
and I'm clearly down on speed with, in, compared to uh, Joe Gibbs. I love this chase format. It, it, it levels out the field. Like, it gives everybody the chance. And, you know, where fluky things are going to come into play in the chase. If I'm Gibbs, I don't like this format As because much, I'm clearly yeah. outrunning yeah. everybody. And yeah. right now I could run away with this championship and let my four teams sit there and decide That's it. a great point. But I think that uh, with this format, every, listen, we're right back in the mix of this thing. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, too. Like, why – I know people are about to panic and stuff like that. Like like you said, as a company as a whole, we need more speed. Everybody does, but we've been consistently quite a bit the fastest Hendrick car. And that shows something for no doubt. for Greg. Greg's up against a lot. This is his first year in Cup. You know, he's got two years of experience in the Xfinity Series, and this is his first year in Cup. He kind of was like this with Regan his first year. And the next year he come out of the and won the yeah. championship with Chase. So one thing to note about Greg is he's done a lot, you know, in – Junior's not necessarily the best hot lapper. He's a great race driver. Right. He is awesome in the race. I'll put him up against anybody at the same car at yep. the same mm-hmm. time. He will find the speed in the race. He will move around and find the speed. And he'll bring it home. He'll bring it home, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not the fastest guy on Friday, and that doesn't help Greg. You know, that doesn't help Greg or the speed charts or everybody's attitudes for the weekend. You know, we might be 15th, 16th on the speed chart, 20th, something like that, but I know – the 15 laps into that run, we're passing cars. You I'm know, glad it, you mentioned that. It doesn't make our weekend easier, but it's it just there's a lot of stuff stacked against us on Friday and Saturday up until the race. We're, I mean, I'm 100% confident in the race. Mike, there is no question, like TJ said, the company has to find more speed if someone in the company wants to win a championship. And obviously we hope that is Dale Earnhardt Jr. and everyone associated with him in the 88 team. How interesting was it that uh, what Dell says? He alluded to that Martinsville race from 2006, where you persevere when the, when you have it, uh, you know, all the odds are stacked against you, mm-hmm. and you come through. And and for him to compare it to that Martinsville race, let me tell you something. That car at the, in that Martinsville race was torn up, yeah, boy. I'm bad. telling you, that thing was a mess. He came back and finished fourth. He he had he wrecked twice, one on lap three and one on like lap 300 or 350, something like that, like late in the race, right? And he still came back and finished fourth. If that's what he sticks out in his mind when he compares this past weekend, this is this is a you hate to say moral victory, but for them to come back and finish eighth in this race, yeah, no, it gives you some confidence. It gives you no some doubt. confidence. And like no. you said, though, say that we come out what? Would we come out on the last up eleventh and got back to eighth? We went in in eighth, right? Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that last pit stop, but we could probably, hey, or, or that uh, last we will get restart, to that for sure. The last but, uh, restart, yes. yeah, yes, you're right. Uh, restart lap three fifty eight. They did start eleventh. And finished eighth, yeah. thanks to the incomparable Amanda Wolfmeyer and her notes. I can see that in 10 seconds uh, if I do my part, because she always does hers. And, in fact, let's go through some of the parts that she has put together for us here uh, in the race. And let's start uh, here on uh, just after lap 60, as uh, Junior and the boys are in 12th position. They decided to pit, and uh, Junior wanted to – and the boys uh, wanted to pay attention to whether NASCAR – is going to give more tires. Keeping the ear to the ground about, you know, whether NASCAR gives another set of tires. They've done that before. Now, TJ, that was a real concern going into the race is tire wear. Do, how many teams have additional tires available if they make that call? If they decide to give tires out or pit, hit pit road? If they decide to give more tires. Oh, everybody... Almost everybody would do it. I think, yeah, and I think they were talking about giving them one set. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. That's always a. They always add a set on. Not always, but sometimes when we wear the tires out and it's a long race like that, they'll give an extra set. 
um, to everybody, and everybody will go get them because even the guys like there was a half of the, there was thirty something cars on the lead lap in that race because of all the there was a lot of cars on the lead lap, so they all would have got them. Every, it would have been equal for everybody, but I liked the way the tires were, and that's one thing we should you need to mention too is the way the tires wore. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I, if they would have given those teams tires, I would have raised hell. Oh yeah. Well, we would have taken them anyway. I, no, 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 good. no. I, yeah. I, I got you. You take them. Yeah. If they give it, but this is Darlington, man. It's not supposed to be that's, easy. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But having said that, Mike, you nailed it earlier. If you're a junior fan, the first 196 laps, at least, were really painful. Yeah. Uh, they were tough to watch. Here they are uh, at that point in the race. Uh, Greg and Junior going back and forth. We didn't keep up with the track there, so we'll we'll do a better job. Okay. I think the reason why we get tight might be because the pace drops off so much, and we quit traveling the car so maybe we're just carrying his nose a little bit too much on the long run I, I don't know why the ride feels so bad but doesn't feel that way to start it didn't when we were up closer to the front the car drove better yeah just like practice that one time we got the splitter too high and it rode it rough it didn't it hit the splitter it just maybe lost the front down force there Guys, uh, thoughts on uh, what Greg and Junior are going uh, saying there back and forth as the car as uh, the long runs continue I think they're searching they're just searching. They, yeah. they were still early enough in that race that they're, they've you know, got their notes. They're going back to the day before when they're sitting in there trying to figure out what's going on. And you're trying to study a, a very temperamental track. That track yeah. is very weather sensitive. It's very It, it, it completely annihilates tires. It, it comes down to geometry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they're searching at that point. Yeah, we didn't, you don't make that many long, long runs in practice. So you don't really ever simulate. You you don't really ever simulate a race run because you when you practice you run five six laps you come in you go out run again you put cycles on your tires and that changes too you never go out and run forty or fifty laps straight every time to see what your car is really going to do so you know with the with the sun going down and and uh, the weather change it cooled off quite a bit a handful of the spotters put jackets on put light jackets on it was pretty breezy and stuff too and we haven't really had we haven't really practiced in that since we we practiced in ninety degree heat. So we never really had a shot at what that was going to be like, and keeping up with the tracks always. That's why. That's why Greg and him get paid the big bucks. Yeah, forty-two laps of green uh, between lap sixty-five and one hundred seven. Then a whole lot of cautions, uh, starting and stopping between that and uh, lap one ninety-six, which you just heard. And they did gain on it a little bit, uh, and they stayed out at lap two forty-four as uh, Junior was up to thirteenth position after seven laps. On the tires, here's the reasoning behind that. That was uh, seven laps we're staying out here. All right, you got it. Where are we positioned right now? We're, we're 13th. We only have three sets of stickers left. A couple of the others are, other guys got, you know, one or two sets more. Only like five have more than us. So clearly there's the reasoning behind staying out right there, TJ. Yeah, we had to kind of we had to get a set back from the ones that we lost from an earlier stop in the race, but... It's like you never know, man. If you don't, if you don't pit, and yeah. you don't, uh, you know, you just you got to catch cautions right still. But we it ended up working out for us yeah, in that it favor. Did. Yeah. It did. It picked up two spots. Uh, they yep. start restarted sixth and stayed at eleventh by the next time the caution came out. And Dale Jr. certainly noticed that. Let's hear his thoughts. That worked out pretty good. We'll get the tires, and they got to decide what to do here. We ran just long enough to make it a tough decision on them. Yeah, 10-4. That's uh, 12 laps for them. All right, so let's go straight, Amanda, to the next one where they pit for four tires 
and fuel and uh, and hear what they had to say after uh, having fresh tires. Oh, I don't know. Someone must took two tires. Yeah, a couple guys stay out. Couple, I don't know where everybody else is at yet. Yeah, two more. There's 100 laps to go. We had to make a call right here. And uh, we got three sets of stickers left here in the, in the pits. We're in good position. Nice and smooth these next uh, few laps. We'll uh, set it up for the end. Mike, there's no doubt uh, that kind of decision is why they were able to finish eighth because they had those three sets of tires there for the last 100 laps. And they put a set of scuffs on there, and I'm going to tell you something. This is what I love about Darlington. This is why they don't need to give an extra set. Of, this, is, this is all uh, a chess match. Yeah. And if you can somehow end up at the end of this race, if you can make the cautions work for you and you can stay out and not lose a ton of positions like Kyle Busch did earlier in the race, and you have a set – Mm. Where nobody else says, this is the type of advantage that can sort of uh, either neutralize it if you're having a bad day, or it can really, uh, you go up there and get a solid finish uh, when you probably shouldn't have. Yeah. They can they can swing so quick at points I, like that. Like, I, I like the call. I like the call, oh, and, yeah. and, and I like it's how the caution right fell. Yeah. No, he, yeah. made a, he hit a home run right there. Not, you know, he had a good call and staying out and then, you know, getting that little position and getting some tires. I hope Junior Nation paid close attention to that because Greg Ives definitely made the right call there and gained some track position for sure. Now, Junior did not like the car, though, at lap 276, and uh, they talked to each other about that. I don't know what we're changing, uh, but I don't I don't like the car. It just doesn't turn. I'm just tight all the way around the track. Step forward. The tires that we, last set of tires we put on were scuffed because we have to save a set of tires. So just keep that in mind there. I should have told you. I, I was trying to relay that without telling you. <laughs> okay. I'm totally okay with you talking to me. Tell me what's going on. Trying to hide information from somebody. Well, we got uh, hand laps here. We're going to probably stay out here. Okay. <laughs> I love that there. That's pretty, that's pretty good stuff uh, well, because you have to – you you hear that all the time, Mike, with crew chiefs trying to not necessarily give the driver the entire information because they don't want it to compromise the way they're thinking about a, a green flag run. Because drivers are mental. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing too. Like I kind of agree with Greg because if you tell if you tell Dale Jr. he's not on stickers right there, he's yeah. going to be looking in his mirror and be more more defensive right. than he that's is right. aggressive. That's you know, right. when he thinks he has stickers, he's going to try to pass the guy in front of him. You know, when you have when you know the other guys behind you have more than you, you're going to be looking in your mirror more. So I kind of agree with Greg and that's on no, it. That's no knock yeah. on Dale Jr. That's just no. human instinct. No, man. Anyone yeah. would yeah. feel that way. Right. Anyone would feel that way. I wish Greg would have responded when he said, are you trying to hide information from somebody? You're damn right I yeah. am. Yeah, that would be you, Dale. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you. <laughs> I I'm not trying to hide anything from TJ or anyone else <laughs> in the world, just you. But I should say that I liked when I said I liked the call, I liked the call to put on scuffs there. Just to try to get an extra set of tires at the end. Yeah, no, that was yeah. have the stickers at the end. So you know, the yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the stickers at the end. And I and I guess I'll go so far as to say I also like the call not to tell Dale they were scuffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good stuff from that, uh, Greg and the boys. Uh, yeah. The last uh, hundred laps, uh, really, and how they I managed mean, it that out. race. Yeah, yeah, it sure did. And end up finishing eighth. And as you said, uh, TJ uh, restarted eleventh on lap three fifty eight, and because of that last set, ended up finishing eighth. And bringing home a good finish. And again, like I said, I think one of the most important things you have to have in order to win a championship is making something out of nothing. And we have seen that really throughout the entire year. When this car, there were you know five to ten times it was competitive enough to win. 
five to ten times that it was competitive enough to finish in the top five. The rest of the time, those other ten times or so, they made something out of nothing. And the last two races are great examples of that, Mike, and that does give me some confidence. Yeah, what, so what happened on that last uh, restart there, TJ? Did, did the line uh, – Dale's restarted 11, so he was on the mm-hmm. out, uh, he was on the inside. Yeah, I think we actually um, just got rolling good through one and two, and I think we actually got to the high side in three and four, and that was that was the kind of the ticket. You kind of you kind of wanted to be on the inside if you were up front, but the outside was okay because you you needed the outside in three and four, and I'm pretty sure that's how it worked out. But we probably had a top five car at that point. Like we should give you know give Greg and them a little credit for that last deal because he was fast. And I feel like if that turned into a long run, we were, you know, where we could have restarted a little bit better. You know, we, we lost a couple spots in the pits, but um, on the pit stop. But if we could have restarted eighth and got that line rolling and, and we could have got a few spots, we, we were flirting with the top five. And we had the car to do it at that point. So, you know, Greg and them um, made some adjustments that worked good. And, and uh, you know, Junior, <laughs> that's, where he, that's where he passed Truex off of four. He uh, ran the outside. And I'm not going to lie, I almost closed my eyes because I didn't think we were going to make it through it. And he, Truex was already side by side with somebody, and he had some somebody pinned down on the bottom in the middle of the corner. Well, here comes Dale Jr. running. He gets up by the wall and just stands on it and goes to drive around the outside of him. And it is really hard to see and really tight out of four for spotters. And I was I was for sure that, that Truex was going to get pushed up by the guy below him into us, but... I, I swear I almost quit looking because I was for sure we were going to wreck right there. And there, you couldn't have put my cell phone between him and the wall and him and Truex on the inside. You could, I actually think we probably were touching both of them at the same time. And I badass is what it yeah, was. Yeah, when he went through it was there, Maybe not badass for a spotter, but it was badass uh, as a fan, Mike, uh, to see that. And, you know, one of the things I thought about, I don't know what uh, Dale Jr. and uh, Amy's wedding party is going to look like, but chances are Martin Truex might be involved. <laughs> uh I was thinking about my closest friends in the world and imagining racing them like that, which is what Junior was doing there with Truex, and that was absolutely NASCAR at its best. Listen, Dale's 40 years old now, about to be 41, and he still has that kid at heart when it comes to good yeah. racing like that at an old racetrack, and you got that retro feel, and you got that cool paint scheme. And, yeah. and, and a weekend where things just weren't clicking at the end of that race – as much fun as he was having, he's like a kid on a playground at that point. And it's, sti- it's, it's, it's sort of refreshing to know that after all these years, this old wily old veteran here is still having a blast. Yeah, That's sounds right. like a kid. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, it's time for Reaction Theater and our chance to hand out either a pair of spy earbuds or their wireless speaker to our favorite caller. If you aren't lucky enough to win, don't forget you can go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dale Jr. Signature 88 Shades. It includes a Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Once you are ready to check out, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and get 20% off of that purchase. Hit him, Amanda. God, that was a long race, but it sure was exciting until Carl Edwards freaking ruined it. He just nailed the backflip. What was that race? Like four and a half hours long, so approximately 800 commercials. Can't wait for him to get in victory lane and give us three more commercials about how great Subway is <laughs> and Air is or whatever else. He's sponsored by, also, I hate Greg Biffle. I wanted <laughs> Harvick to win. You know, uh, we sure as hell weren't going to. Our car was slow as Can't believe we got in the top ten. Good job, Junior. Ives, you better get your together. Hell yeah. Mm. 
That is so funny about Carl Edwards. It is pretty good. <laughs> did you see the throwback commercial they played, too, during the yeah, race? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was, mean that Joe. was cool. It was surprising, but Heck very cool. yeah, man. That was awesome. Mean Joe's commercial, back on. I loved it. I didn't see it. They, they crushed it. The coverage was great. I, like, I, did, I did like the handlebar look, too, by the way. You know, you're going to go old school. Let's go all in. <laughs> what, all was right, your fa- wait, wait, what was your favorite paint scheme? My yeah, favorite paint scheme? Well, the Valvoline '88 was. My I got you, but what, what? I don't. I mean, I I know that you were watching probably the Eminem '18 car that you always watch, but I, mine was the '88. <laughs> I, actually, I was I was a little upset that uh, the Gibbs cars didn't participate. Yeah, and I don't know what, what was the I, reason well, behind I'm that. I'm kind of wondering because Jeff Gordon had tweeted out that um, his 3M paint scheme it just didn't work out with their sponsorship. You know, they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Do the throwback, and I think maybe yeah. that was part of what was going on with Gibbs, too. Because Hamlin ran a, a throwback, but the yeah. other three did not. I mean, I feel like they could have done something. I, I feel like they could have, uh, that Eminem's paint scheme, it's on a green car. They could have made it sort of look like that old Interstate Batteries car that Bobby yeah, Labonte wanted. That would have been cool. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Just an That would have been cool. Because you keep the sponsors. Like, yeah, you're yeah. not going to put Interstate Batteries on it. That's what Chase did. Chase right. took his dad's old scheme and just changed just it to Napa. That, that old Interstate Batteries car was a sharp-looking car. That old yeah. Chevrolet Lumina. I did like uh, the lady in black. Literally, the lady in black. I did like Danica's paint scheme. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought you were talking about the trophy girl. No, no. I'm, Why well, doesn't she have black hair? Because <laughs> she know, works at Darlington. Okay, she should have you. black hair. Tell you what, one of the greatest weekends I think I can ever remember in NASCAR history gets completely ruined by the group, henceforth known as the Evil Empire. I'm talking about Joe Gibbs Racing. They're going to show up with three out of four cars, don't even have throwback schemes on them, and then they're going to win the race in, the, in one of the three that doesn't, and then they're going to call it Carlington. Are you sh- <laughs> we don't call it Daytona. We don't call it Deladega. Are they serious? They can all kiss my ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> Only we do call it all those things that. Yeah, yeah we, we, we got to do, but yeah. I, I don't think, I don't know, I don't like calling Darlington Carlington. They never even thought, thought about that. that was funny. That it's was funny. funny. It is kind of funny, but I don't know. They're celebrating a win. What do we call Watkins Almendinger? I mean, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? what? I mean, you know, AJ won the Glen last year. Yeah, We're I know. Call I just don't Watkins know how that, I don't know how that compares to AJ's name, though. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's well, our boy TJ Deladega. That compares. <laughs> Maybe you've had six beers. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Okay, I just feel like I witnessed a sin in the world of NASCAR. This was throwback weekend. We went back to the 70s. Why is there a car from 2015 winning a damn race? I mean, what was it, Daniel Suarez's throwback? Come on now. That's ridiculous. You know, we got we to gotta step up our game here, NASCAR. I mean, yeah, I know it's up to the teams to do the throwback, but can we just at least get all the throwback schemes? Oh, Mike Davis, why are you fronting on Juju's Periscope? He's live. Did you end up live? Why you got to take the boss's? Periscopes away. I feel like that ain't right. Hashtag uh, six beers. Hashtag Dale yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, I didn't know. All right, so here's what happened. I was at Wrigley Field over the weekend. We brought that up when you started doing it. We were like, what? Well, I didn't know. I mean, I was sitting there at Wrigley Field, and I can't even remember. I was actually showing my brother what Periscope was. He had no Eating idea. hot dogs and peanuts. And, um, and so I Periscoped, and as soon as I did, everybody's like, dude, Dale's Periscoping. I can... I feel pretty safe in saying nobody at Wrigley Field stole Dale's thunder, his Periscope thunder, right? I mean, let's just be honest. But uh, I did rewatch that. I thought it was hilarious. You know what I love most about your Periscope with Dale? The way you guys were positioned, it looked 
looked a little like a prom picture. <laughs> you should have seen us getting set up, man. You talk about so uncomfortable. It's, it's like, it's like, like y'all looked like y'all could have been also riding a motorcycle together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you should have it seen was, us trying uh, to set the phone yeah, it was up, a little, man. Uh, Harry and Lloyd ish. I mean, from, uh, I, listen, like yeah, I know it's the camera. You got to get you're fitting two people in. I get it. Yeah, I know. I it's mean, a, it's an iPhone camera. We're right. trying to squeeze the, in. The I struggle mean. is real. I got it. Yeah, y'all are friends, <laughs> thankfully. But yeah. I was cracking up at that. Let's go to the next one. I don't know what happened. I don't get this at all. We started twenty six. I knew that, and then from there, it's all just a blur. All of a sudden, we find ourselves running top top ten after TJ's deciding when we're going to pit. When Greg Ives decides. Pull a Harry Hyde and put a special set of special <laughs> tires on there. And uh, for some reason, all of a sudden, I got really mad at the number one car on all the restarts, and I wanted to go kick his ass. But I had no idea what Junior was even talking about on those restarts. But who knows? Lean it up, eh? I'll take it, and I'll have another beer. Hell yeah. I like that one. So, do, do I, you want to allude one. to this? What what happened, TJ? I All saw right. my Twitter today. Said TJ's yeah. gonna be wore out on Reaction Theater. What happened? Yeah, I figured it was coming. Um, so we're pitting, and normally under pit stops, I'm on channel two with Greg, telling him what cars are pitting, what cars aren't pitting, and you know we didn't communicate very well. I had normally I hear uh, if they all pit, stay out. If they pit, you know, or if they don't pit, we're pitting. And I'm telling Greg on channel two, and at the last point, and I never heard anything at all on channel one. I never heard a thing. And at the last point, Junior's aimed basically right at the cone, and we're at the point where we have to make a decision at that point. And I couldn't. I saw the 11 and a couple other cars come in front of us, and to me, and I saw a whole bunch of guys coming behind us. And to me, if you stay out at that point, you're going to be the buffer car. You're going to be the car that all the guys with tires pass first because we weren't up far enough to be in front of them. You know what I mean? We weren't going to have eight or eight cars behind us with old tires. We were going to have guys starting right behind us with sticker tires or within a row or so of us, and they were going to eat us up, and we were going to be further back than what we normally would have been. And I never heard Greg say anything. And just from past experience, you know, I don't – just from what what I thought we would do, I didn't know if Greg was talking or not talking. I just hold the pit because I didn't want to be that car. You know, I, to me, we are way more effective on attacking than we are defending. And the way that the guys were chewing people up with tires, it was going to be real. You know, I didn't want to be mm-hmm. dropped back further than what we were going to. So I said pit, and Greg told me later that's what he was. That's what he would have done. But I never heard him. Well, why did he say anything? I don't know. I he. I, don't I didn't know if hear saying. anything either. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I'm talking about on channel you. two. No, channel no, two. I'm talking on two. So he never talks on channel two. And I leave one open for him to tell Dale Jr. to pit. You know, or not pitch. I got so I'm it. telling him who's coming. I got it, and he can make the decision. Got it, because you're, yeah. I mean, he, and it's he not, can't yeah. talk on two. And channels. I never heard anything, and we're at the last second, and I didn't know if so he, he was made going. a call, and yeah. I didn't know. I mean, we were at the we were at the last three car lengths of having to swerve in or swerve out. Maybe Greg didn't want him to know what to do. <laughs> maybe <laughs> like the tires. Maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe Greg was eating ice cream like Harry. <laughs> yeah, maybe in Days was. of Thunder. Yeah, That's I mean, it awesome. was throwback night. <laughs> who's next? Best damn thing by far about this race, other than paint schemes, is Ken Squire. Let him call about 100 laps. At least Junior, when he goes home, he can listen to old Ken Squire's voice and bring him back to the old times. Other than that, Team 88 looks like I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You know, if we're chase racing tomorrow, only thing we're doing is just riding around holding a yellow flag. We better go home, get this figured out, and... Try to bring something to the chase. Taylor, I know you love the 10 minutes of insight Junior brings every week. Hey, man, I love it too. 
you know, let's cut all the bullshit. Let's quit being yes men and let's just say, hey, we're struggling, okay? All right, I got to go. Mike Davis is periscoping the last 40 laps and him and his bro are <laughs> talking, so I need to get off this thing. <laughs> I tell you what, man, I, I I don't think we've pulled any punches this week with, with what's going on right now, and I think that a lot of people are frustrated like he is. I, I am saying I do appreciate how they, they find the everyone, TJ included, everyone finds everything they have, gives everything they have to get the best finish every single week, so I do appreciate that. But there's no doubt. I mean, look, this team wants to win a championship. I'll be the first to say, Mike, as a fan of the 88 team, Qualifying for the chase is old hat now. I'm not saying I don't want to qualify for the chase. Certainly I do want to qualify for it. I want to be a championship contender. I want this team to be a championship contender. And I think everybody with 11 races to go is concerned on whether or not that can happen. I know you guys and Lady are dead junior fans, but I need you to be objective and hear me out. Something <laughs> is wrong with having more sports. The 5 is dead. The 24 is on life support. The 48 is the walking den, and the 88 is barely alive. Yeah, we might have finished in the top 10 tonight, but that's because they played the track game position tonight. I'm just tired of everyone sugarcoating the lack of performance this whole organization has shown the last couple of weeks, and it's time to get real with the chase coming. Right now, I have no faith that the 48 or the 88 will even compete for a championship. Am I still a fan? Yes, but I'm a realist, and I hope this turns around or else the chase will be over before it even begins. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's no it's no surprise. The whole company needs some speed, but there's no sort of everyone's down there working hard. And, you know, it's just a big circle, man. It'll We got a lot of good people down there, and there are a lot of smart people, man. They'll get it figured out. And I know for a fact that they were working yesterday on Labor Day. Oh, yeah. So. And they'll be working Monday after Richmond, too. So. Yeah. I mean, it'll, and that's the biggest point I wanted to make today is the effort level is off the charts, and the fact yeah. that, and it's obvious by the way that they're finishing in each of these races. All right, who's next? I'll tell you guys what I haven't been this excited for a race weekend in a long time. Everything about the weekend was incredible, except for the driver of the 19 winning the thing in a non-throwback paint scheme. But I'll tell you what, I got a great marketing idea for you: the 88 yo-yo. Because Fridays they show up terrible. End of practice comes along. Things looking better. Go to qualify, terrible. Start the race, pick up spots. Lose some spots, pick up spots. Up and down, up and down. And it just wears us out. Give us a yo-yo. We can use it throughout the race maybe to calm us all down. Hell yeah. You know what, there's a good point there is that lately we've not been unloading fast. Mm -hmm. So we've proven that we can, you know, improve a car over the course of a weekend. We've done that a couple times. We can make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken you know what we've got that but uh we need to get back to those weekends where we unload super fast yeah it, it makes the weekend a lot easier when you do that but i mean like you said though imagine imagine giving greg and them an opportunity to you know once we find some more speed within the company you know and greg and them can make the car better out the week throughout the weekend they've proven that you know that's what that's the kind of the the underlying thing here is they make the car better yeah. They're good at it, so hopefully we can find a little bit more speed and um, Greg can work his magic and, and uh, you know, we can be better overall. I'll take caller number five, the guy that called me out. I think he was he was entertaining. Uh, I certainly didn't disagree with him. I certainly didn't agree with him, and he did, he did ruffle my feathers, but I, I would take him for call of the week. The one that said that you were a yes man? Yes. 
What do you think? Caller number one was really Amanda, good. what was your vote? See, I liked this last guy, the yo-yo guy. Yeah, I think the yo-yo guy was pretty pretty interesting. Who was the guy that said, what caller said that, <laughs> what was I was trying to do, be Harry, uh, Harry Hogg and put on a special set of match tires? That <laughs> was funny. I thought uh, that was a good observation. I don't remember which call. Amanda will be yeah. deciding who gets the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who wins if you're contacted week. by Amanda, then that means you won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reaction theater is open twenty four seven. All you have to do is call toll free one eight five five seven four zero nineteen zero two and leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. TJ, don't ever change. If somebody tells you to change, tell them to shut up. Don't ever change. You are, yeah, well, you, you I'll do greatest. my best, man. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. Well, it's a sad week, but it's an exciting week, actually. Uh, I'm joined on Takes a Nation today by our own Tiffany Daniels. Tiffany started at Junior Motorsports this year. She's a PR rep uh, on our 88 team. She has uh, done a magnificent job, and it is her final week. But it's not her final week with Dale Jr., Tiff. What are you going to be doing uh, starting next week, but more so for 216. What, what, what you got going on? I will be the PR rep on the 88 Cup car instead of the Xfinity car, so working with Dale and Greg and the whole 88 team at HMS. This is exciting. This is a big deal, and we should say that she's going to be what you guys know as Laura Scott's role. Laura is not actually leaving the team, but she is changing roles. Uh, she's going to be uh, the uh, marketing account rep I think that's how you'd call that, the marketing account rep. Yeah, uh, which is good for her because she wanted to come off the road a little bit more. She's right. been doing this for seven years. That's a lot of travel. And now she'll still be at the racetrack, but they go to, I think, 10 to 15 races a year instead which, of all of them. Which is a significant change and in, in, in something that I know that she's excited about. Because eventually, as we know in the sport, Amanda, you know it. <laughs> I know oh, it all yeah. too well. Eventually, you realize, like, you know what? Having a life would be nice. You know, that's a good thing. We Actually all, doing something on a weekend. Oh, at a race yeah. Track. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, so um, we all went through that. You got, got to put, put in your decade or, or two <laughs> and, of traveling and not having a life. And then uh, you wake up one morning like, you know what? I think my travel days, if I can if I can make it happen, I'd like to come off the road some. And that's what Laura's doing. And, wow, I think we are so lucky to have Tiffany be primed and ready to take that uh, position because, uh, you know, we deal with that position a lot. So it's not like Tiffany's actually leaving us. Uh, she's just changing roles, uh, but she does so much here. How excited are you about this? I'm really pumped. It's a great opportunity, kind of one of the reasons that I came here in the first place. That's right. Um, when I had started, you know, you had said, we'll help you get to where you want to go. I don't know if either of us thought it would happen this fast. I did. Uh, okay. Well, Mike <laughs> predicted it all from the beginning. I said <laughs> I did not. I said, but. you know what, Lord, this is the year that Lord's going to want to come <laughs> off the road, and then and that you're going to be exceptional, and we're just going to throw you right into the Cup deal. It's going to be ready. Yeah. So, well, that worked out great. Then, thanks. But yeah, that, that you're right. You came in, and uh, we were hiring for one or two positions. I can't even remember. It seems like we're hiring for a couple every off season, and. Uh, you were somebody that really impressed us. And I said, hey, listen, let me tell you my mentality here. It's if, if you're good, I don't want you to stay here. I want you to go to Cup. And if we can ever get you to Hendrick, that, that's keeping you within the family. And that's exactly what we've done. And even more so that it's Dale. 
Right. Uh, you were just going to be so sad if you didn't get to talk to me regularly, so you had to make sure I was still with your driver. And so <laughs> so you're going to be uh, your Dirty Mo Radio once a week. I don't know if you know this. Oh, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> But uh, this is exciting. Now, um, you are going to go to Richmond this weekend and work your final race uh, with us. You've got Josh Berry in the number 88 car. And then you're going to stay over, right? Yep, I'll stay over through Saturday and shadow Laura this weekend at the cup race. And then she will go to the Chase Across North America appearance with Dale early next week. I'll meet her in Chicago on Wednesday. We'll go through all the chase media through that weekend um and she'll slowly start handing things off to me during that weekend and then i will go to loudon as the pr rep loudon new hampshire and that and i'm going that weekend i believe it's perfect and laura will be there too it'll be her first weekend in the account rep role so wow it'll come full circle we'll all be there together that that'll be something yeah all right so are you nervous I don't think I've had time to be nervous yet and probably won't, so maybe that's a good thing. What is your takeaways of Dale? Like, you know, you've gotten to know Dale a little bit this year. Uh, He's been in the Xfinity Series car. Obviously, you see him come up here uh, once or twice a week. And, uh, you know, what? tell the listeners what you're going to be working with next year. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the best part about Dale is that he's super authentic in every answer. He's just very much himself and you can see that in everything. So what you see is what you get, which is nice. So there's not really any uh, big surprises that I would expect, but um, getting him to come out of his comfort zone. So he had a a list of things like, I don't know if I really like doing this or this. So um, there were definitely some interesting takeaways when we had that conversation. And I think it'll be fun the more that he opens up because while we've had some interaction, we haven't had a ton of one-on-one interaction. So just developing that relationship and seeing his personality come out a little more in our conversations and maybe getting him to not still be at the point where he's yes ma'am yeah. <laughs> that's right tell that story tell that story <laughs> i think it was the first weekend that i had worked with him when he was in our car and i i asked him to do something near the car and i i don't even remember what it was or asked him a question and he responded yes ma'am and i was thinking i am younger than you are i don't know <laughs> significantly like, <laughs> by the way right i, I mean i i feel like you know we live in the south is a sign of respect so i'm all for that but i'm not used to hearing it from somebody like older than me that i feel like if anything i should be calling sir (laughs) like (laughs) like, hey dale how about this oh yes (laughs) ma'am whoa well then that's what you should do you should say yes sir to him next (laughs) time he uh he asks you something that'd be funny but yeah that's dale you've never had a conversation with dale and think to yourself afterwards i don't think he's telling me the truth i mean (laughs) you always know yeah that uh, he's coming to you with 100% authenticity, and uh, if if he doesn't like something, he'll let you know. But he'll probably use manners when he tells you, right? Yeah, which is nice. I mean, yeah. not everybody does that, so I, I'm all for it. We asked Brenda Jackson on Dirty Mo Radio. I guess it was the first time that Brenda and I hosted uh, Fast Lane Family this year, and, and, and I asked her about the manners. And, you know, it's actually, even in the South, it's refreshing when somebody, even an adult, still has that, you know, childlike training showing respect to people right you it know is. and, and uh, Dale is kind of a southern upbringing and he, he, that's why he says yes ma'am apparently to people that are half his age <laughs> yeah well <laughs> so uh, well listen big big step for you uh, but you are the absolute best person for this job you're going to do awesome things with Dale 
We're going to miss you around here. Are we, Amanda, what are we going to do without Tiff? I don't know. Like, I feel like our 360s are going to go way downhill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I actually contributed to 360, but I had a great time doing it every week, so I'm going to miss it I as think, well. I think the, the competitive field uh, in foot racing has just narrowed out again. I mean, <laughs> oh, I think, that's true. I think everybody now, we got you know, everybody's a contender now that Tiffany's leaving. But, uh, yeah, you've been such a huge asset. So, Hendrick is getting a good one. So thank you, Tiffany, for joining us. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? All you got to do, call 877-697-2246 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation for more information. Remember, Nationwide is on your side. All right, let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. Any sponsors for this segment this week? Taylor, I'm going to let you pick, buddy. Door bumper clear? Hmm. I will be, uh, this week I'm sponsored by the Hilton Garden Inn in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. All right. they must have, clearly you stayed at the yeah. Hilton Garden Inn yeah, of Kitty no Hawk, kidding. North Carolina, didn't you? I did, man. <laughs> did they catch you a deal? Possibly. They will, they will now? They are now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll be, Amanda, I need you to email me the end of this show. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Uh, lots going on this week, so let's get going here. Today, Hendrick Motorsports is celebrating the start of the chase with a company-wide luncheon. I say celebrating, but I can tell you from past experience, this is the part where Rick Hendrick gets up there and gets you fired up. Uh, very motivational. Uh, while Junior's there, he'll obviously meet with the, the team, have his regular competition meetings with Greg Ives and, uh, and everyone else. Uh, later today, Dell is taping a segment for Treehouse Masters, which airs on the Animal Planet Network. We'll send out air dates later when we get that information. Dale has four of his five fantasy football drafts in the next two days, which is all I have to say about that. I have Good nothing gracious. to add to that. TJ, are you in any of those? Uh, no, I, I had to cut my fantasy leagues way back. I did got too. too much, I, I, I withdrew uh, two yeah, years ago. It was the best decision I ever did. Yeah, I told Dale, is. I said, I'm not playing anymore. I got out of the office league, and it has been it was the best decision of my life. Yeah. Um, let's see here. On Thursdays, a Chevrolet production in the morning, and then a Diet Mountain Dew appearance at Walmart in Kingsport, Tennessee, from 1 to 3 p.m. Taylor, you've probably stayed in a hotel or two there, right? Probably. Kingsport, Tennessee. He's been there, he's been there before to that Walmart. He's been at all Walmarts. Let's, let's be real. He was I at actually, one in Darlington, wasn't he? I he, went to that one in, in Tennessee with him one time. It was a long time ago, but I've been there. Any Dale By fans the way, the Tennessee? dude, uh, I'm sure you watched oh, the game. Yeah. Like, uh, Paul Chris, the coach at Wisconsin, his hat made me think about Walmart. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my it life. It was. That's a good point. <laughs> Great observation right there. All right, and how about that butt whoop? Oh, we'll talk about that later. From, <laughs> from, from there, it's on to Richmond, Friday night's Xfinity Series race. We'll have Regan Smith in the Tax Slayer Bowl car. By the way, did you guys see Regan in the tax Slayer Bowl car in the pregame of last night's Ohio State-Virginia Tech game? I saw Marcus Spears in there. Yeah, Mar well, that's going to be airing this week, too. Uh, but uh, we went and did a deal. Well, we I set it up and then sent everybody else to go do it while I was in Chicago. But uh, Regan Smith in the tax Slayer Bowl car went and gave some ESPN personalities some hot laps at Bristol. You'll see that stuff on ESPN's college football coverage. It started last night in the pregame of that game. Uh, and then it'll kind of trickle on this week. Holly Rowe, De uh, yeah, Desmond Howard, Marcus Spears, Peter Burns, a whole bunch of them. All right. Uh, going for Junior Motorsports Friday night will be Chase Elliott in the number nine Napa Chevrolet and Josh Berry in the number 88 Speedco Chevrolet. Josh Berry making his first Xfinity Series race uh, start this year. I think it's going to be his third overall. And then on Saturday night, Dale Jr. will drive the Nationwide Chevrolet in the regular season finale. Both races will be televised on NBC Sports Network. By the way, Dale will be appearing 
on the Chevy stage before that race. He will be there from 5 to 5.20 p.m. That's free of charge for anyone who wants to attend. Uh, the Chevy stage is right outside the track on the concourse area there. Uh, lastly, Taylor, did you see the new Dirty Mo Radio Dale Yet t-shirts? I, I did. I did. Get them now. Shop JuniorNation.com, Junior Nation Retail Store here at Junior Motorsports. And at the Junior Nation Trackside Souvenir Trailer, they're spectacular. And, uh, you know, I get questions once a week about the door bumper clear shirts. Mm. Uh, TJ, is there any updates on that? Buy them up. Okay, so you still got some. I have some interviews. limited size available. When I sell out, I'll buy more. So so we got door bumper clear shirts. we got Delia shirts. I, I know you're partial to yours, but I think these Delia shirts. They look cool, man. I th- saw them in the hall. I love my really, Delia shirt. They I look wanna, cool. They do look cool, though. I, I I wouldn't mind another one of those. I, I really want a door bumper clear T-shirt and a and a Valvoline throwback hat. To me, that's the perfect Done. outfit. We can ha- we can yeah. hook you up. Yeah, Taylor, TJMajors.com, hook you right oh, up. Oh, stop. <laughs> You're gonna, are you going to make Taylor buy his door he bumper probably clear will. shirt? I'll bring it to him. I'll save him the shipping. TJ, <laughs> it, wow. it would be the most wow. TJ Majors thing ever for, you, for him what, to man? give you the T-shirt, and then you would receive I'm okay an with invoice. That. i got to put I'm a little okay. girl through school, man. I'm okay Come with that. Cool. I'll pay. I'll gladly give him some money. I'll give him some money for, for a, t- a door bumper See? clear shirt. See, I'll trade I like Taylor. TJ. I want to support. To I want to support his family. Do you have anything? Do you have to anything trade? to trade? We could trade. Good God, I'm worried about his little daughter. I'll give him a hundred dollars for the shirt. I sold. You, know? yeah. you guys, are, <laughs> <laughs> this is the most TJ Majors thing ever. Trying to broker for a T-shirt. Trying to sold. broker a deal. All <laughs> right, good stuff this week. Thanks to Mike Davis. Thanks to TJ. Thanks to Amanda. Thanks to Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Well, that'll wrap another episode of the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. And guys, remember, go online to spyoptic.com. Choose your favorite Dale Jr. signature 88 pair of sunglasses. And when you're at checkout, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and make sure you get your 20% off your purchase. Happy shopping, guys.